أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد Today we have a few minutes left from the Last night of the second Ashara of Ramadan, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that the that the uh, month of Ramadan, the first part of it is mercy, is rahmah, and the second part of it is maghfirah, it's forgiveness. And so that second part, there's just a couple of hours left of it in the night, and then there's uh, the day left of it in fasting. And uh, subhanAllah, how time has no barakah in it, or has very little barakah in it as time goes on and as we uh, are distant from from the places of the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wherever the darkness of kufr is uh, cast over a place, then time goes by and a person doesn't even realize. We say, uh, um, you know, we say that time flies when you're having fun. But uh, uh, I think uh, more accurately, time flies when there's no barakah in it. Uh, although uh, time flies when there's no barakah in it. I remember my days in Madrasa. I remember my days in Mauritania. And some days had so much barakah in them that we used to do so much in one day. And we used to get achieve so much in one day and read so much and pray in the masjid. And we do all sorts of things. And the day uh, when you went to sleep at night, you could barely remember the morning. And uh, it seems that, uh, you know, there's no barakah in, in the time that we filled with entertainment and with heedlessness. And, uh, you know, a person generates uh, through their own heart and the state in their heart some barakah as well. For, uh, uh, or doesn't, wouldn't say generate, but at least attracts it from Allah Ta'ala from themselves. But your surroundings also have a great effect on you as well. And uh, just like many Americans will justifiably or not look at, you know, look down at people from other countries and say, oh, this is third world country and this country is a, you know, uh, whatever, uh, you know, they'll use expletives and say it's a blank hole in the ground or whatever uh, type of things. The fact of the matter is that uh, any place which is devoid of the adhan and devoid of the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala, even despite the sins of the people, any place which is devoid of iman and faith, uh, uh, shaitan has a great uh, hold on that place. And uh, a person may say, well, Ramadan is there and shaitan is tied up. But his agents uh, amongst the nufus of people, including our own nafs, including our own nufus, um, they're, definitely, they're definitely out and about. So please, uh, Allah Ta'ala give me the tawfiq and you also my... Uh, uh, my dear brothers and sisters, don't fall victim to that. Try to try to restore and hold on to as much barakah in your time as, as you can by using it properly and wisely. So if you hear this recording before the second ashara uh, 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 lapses, then remember, keep repeating again and again the du'as for Allah's maghfirah and the asking for Allah's maghfirah. Allahumma anta rabbi la ilaha illa anta. خلقتني وانا عبدك وانا على عهدك ووعدك ما استطعت اعوذ بك من شر ما صنعت 
أبو لك بنعمتك علي وأبو بذنبي فاغفر لي فإنه لا يغفر الظنوب إلا أنت والله you are my lord there is no god other than you you created me and I am your slave and I am on your uh, covenant as much as I'm able to uh, and I seek refuge in you from the evil that I've, I've, I've committed. And I admit to you all of your blessings and favors you've given to me. And I admit to you my sins. So forgive me because there's no one to forgive uh, except for you. Uh, if that's too much for you, too long for you. Even the last words of the Surat, uh, Surat Al-Mu'minun. Allah Ta'ala commands, وَقُلْ رَبِّ غْفِرْ وَارْحَمْ وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الرَّاحِمِينَ and say, Rabbil Firwarhamwa anta khairu rahimin. Oh my Lord, forgive and have mercy, and you're the best of those who have mercy. Um, and then when these uh, precious few hours pass and uh, we uh, we we come into the final days of Ramadan, um, then it's a sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, that he used to become more serious and more fervent in his calling on Allah Ta'ala even in the nighttime, and he used to wake his uh, the members of his family up and ask them also to uh, participate in the worship of Allah Ta'ala in this time. And uh, uh, he used to, uh, you know, gather his resolve. Uh, that he became very serious and uh, he, 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 he tightened his, his lower garment. So some of the ulama say that this is a, 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 an ishara toward Toward abstaining from from uh, marital relations, but in general, a person can understand. You know, there's probably that 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 may be part of the meaning as well. But there's a general, you know, there's a general, uh, 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 I guess, common understanding of those words. That if someone were to say that tighten to tighten your belt, it means to become more serious and to uh, become more efficient and diligent in, in doing what you're about to do. So don't just think if you're, you know, just because you're celibate for nine or ten nights uh, that you're you're somehow hitting a bullseye. The reason for the celibacy itself is not what, what's matlub here. The reason for it is what? So that you use this time wisely. And these nights are very short. To pass them in, in worship is not a really, it's not, it's not uh, uh, you know, it's not something that will require some sort of extraordinary uh, focus. Rather, these nights are very short. If you pray Salat al-Taraweeh, uh, in the masjid, you hear entire an entire juz. Uh, you know, you really don't have much time left before it's time to eat suhoor again. Anyway, so use these nights uh, for uh, for a day that people will be roving around like they're depraved and crazed and uh, starving uh, in in their hunger and thirst, um, asking for not food and water or money. But, you know, asking for a subhanallah or an alhamdulillah or a good deed or a dollar of sadaqah that, that can save them on that day. So save up for those days in, in these nights. Um, and for the person who cannot do it, do it all, then at least do something, you know. If what I'm saying, say, Shaykh, that's, that's, you know, kind of difficult for me. Um, then at least just go to the masjid, make sure, make, you know, make a plan that you'll go to the masjid for your, your uh, isha and for your your fajr or for your isha and taraweeh or you'll pray you know you'll pray a certain amount or you'll read a certain amount make make a uh, make a, a a a you know resolution for something if you need to rest that's fine if you need to rest for like you know nine tenths of the night rest for nine tenths of the night but then 
that tenth uh, part that you're going to use, then use it. Don't waste that. Don't let that slip by. Uh, the 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 dua that's masnoon for these nights. Allahumma inna ka'afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. So you can repeat it with me if you don't know it. Allahumma inna ka'afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Allahumma inna ka'afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Oh Allah, you are the one who loves forgiveness. And the type of forgiveness that, that leaves nothing, no bad feeling or ill feeling behind. Say, so, O Allah, you're, you're the one who loves this complete forgiveness. You're the, the one who forgives like this. And you're the one who loves this uh, complete forgiveness. So forgive me uh, such completely. Allah Ta'ala give us from his afu and uh, 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 you know, give us this state with him. Not just temporarily or for one night, but forever and ever. Uh, in that, that should never end in this world or in death or in the hereafter, that He's forgiven us and He's pleased with us, because we're in this place for a very short amount of time. This is not this is not our place that we were made for. This is not where we came from, nor nor is it where we're going to end up. So next time, you know, next time a redneck or 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 you know some crazy dude in a pickup truck yells at you to go back where you came from. Remember inside of your heart, inshallah, we'll go. Allah Ta'ala created us in Jannah and He created us for Jannah. Inshallah, we'll go back one day. And we'll leave this dar behind. There's no need to worry about the fuss between Democrats and Republicans and between different wars and taxes and money and all of these things that people fight about. There's no need for it. We're, we're, we're patient with it for a short amount of time. So ask Allah Ta'ala with the remembrance of that reality and that fact that He should forgive you. And if you're one of the ones who are forgiven, uh, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala has given you from His love a great measure. Imagine that there are some people that Allah Ta'ala forgave them so thoroughly that even the ones who meet them, even the ones that they pray for, even the ones that they love, even the ones that they cast a glance on, uh, the forgiveness of Allah for certain people is so much that even those people are forgiven. So ask for Allah's complete forgiveness, the forgiveness of the ones that He loves, and uh, seek refuge in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala from uh, from ever from ever being seen by Him or looked at by Him with the glance of His His hate and His anger. And people say, "Well, what is it? Why did God hate whatever?" So Allah's Allah in Allah yarda wa yarda ahadam min al wara. Allah Ta'ala, he has, he has happiness and He has anger, but His anger and His happiness or His pleasure are not like the pleasure and the, the anger of the creation. Rather, His pleasure is how He deals with those people whose, uh, whose lives conform to his, um, his commandments. And His anger is how He deals with those people whose lives don't conform to His commandment. And so we seek refuge in Allah that He should ever look at us with uh, with another and with the with the look of of the ones that he hates or the ones that he's angry with uh, uh, in 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 this world or in the hereafter, and we ask Allah Taala that just one 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 glance and one look at us um, with the, the 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 glance of the ones that he looked at his beloved ones, it will be enough for us. It really it means more than anything else. It's the thing that the uh, that the drunkards try to drink in order to get but they won't find it in their drink. And it's the thing that the drug addicts try to shoot up their drugs in order to get, and they don't find it in it. And it's the thing that the warmongers kill and destroy 
so that they can get, but they won't find it in their killing and their destruction. And it's the thing that the, the greedy uh, uh, and the, uh, the gluttonous um, gather their money and consume their uh, uh, shahawat uh, in order to try to find, but they won't find it in their money or in their, their, their food or their drink or their other carnal indulgences. You'll only find it with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know it and I know it. I mean, all of us have to pay our rent. All of us have, you know, when we're sick, it doesn't feel good. All of us, when we're tired, we have to go to sleep. All of us are in this condition. With dunya sijnul mu'min, that this dunya is the, it's the, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a jail for a believer. And it's like a jannah for a kafir because a kafir doesn't see anything else and doesn't want to go anywhere else because they know that the sijin and the akhirah, the prison of the akhirah is worse than the jail, right? For those people who know a little bit about the criminal justice system or law enforcement, jail is like where you go while you're being held during the trial or for people who commit misdemeanors who have less than you know two years of uh, or, or, or some like, you know, shorter amount of time worth of sentence to serve out. For those people who have to go for more than two years and they've been convicted, you know, like to do a life sentence or 10 years, 15 years, then you go to a prison and prison is, is very different. It's a much more scary reality than the jail is, even though jail is not fun. So we're in the jail right now. Inshallah, our bail is coming through very soon. Inshallah, our trial is coming very soon. We ask Allah Ta'ala that we should be cleared of, our, of the, the indictment that we should not be convicted in the trial. And Allah Ta'ala will let us go free. We came from Jannah and we'll go back to Jannah forever by His fadl, inshaAllah. Uh, and so that's the, 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 the dunya is a sijnal mu'min. That this dunya is the worst it gets for the believer. And this dunya is the Jannah of the kafir. For the kafir, this like jail is like Jannah when compared to the, 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 the hard time that they're going to have to do on the other side after receiving their conviction from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So just remember that, you know, the, 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 the carnal desires of this dunya, it attracts everybody. And uh, uh, it attracts everybody. Anybody who claims that it doesn't attract them, um, they're, 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 they're trying to sell you something. You know, they're, they're mentally ill or they have something. It's fine, you know, someone might say, well, you know, like every man is attracted to a beautiful woman. One, some guy may be something in his physiology doesn't work or, you know, something, whatever. You know, like he got kicked in as a kid or whatever and his whatever system doesn't work no more. So he doesn't have that issue. That's fine. Those things happen. But for, you know, for a person who has like the normal experience, everybody is attracted to all of these different things. Everybody loves money. I love money. Every the next guy, everybody loves beautiful things. Everybody loves money. Everybody loves to drive a nice car. All of these things. And if it's happening for you, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala put barakah in it for you. Your your uh, you know your thing in life is just keep making sugar for it. But the idea is that the one person, the one who has it, and the one who doesn't have it, they're equal in, in the sense that uh, you know that, uh, um, that 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 they should know that this is not what's going to make you happy. That even the uh, the 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 righteous uh, uh, you know the righteous man even if he's a king in his palace or a prince in his palace inside of the palace he should know that this is this is uh, nothing this is just a better cell than the next guy has and uh, he should still be anxious with regards to the day of his trial in front of the Lord and that the Lord should be pleased with him and that the Lord should be pleased with us and that he should set us free one day and he should announce our innocence in front of the creation and that we can go back to where we came from. And it's a very small amount of time, right? That, that people will say, I was only there for a day or two. People say, I was only there for an hour or two. I was just there for a short amount of time. 
And just remember that no matter what happens, uh, uh, that, that, that that's how it is. And that's the same reality in Ramadan or outside of Ramadan. So these nights, you know, make your plea to the Lord for clemency. Make your plea to the Lord to dismiss the case against you uh, and against me. And we know that there's enough, there's enough dirt on all of us that we could all get taken down. We could all get convicted. Uh, but Allah Ta'ala gave us this, 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 uh, you know, this chance that we can, you know, we can write a letter to him and ask for the judge to dismiss the case against us. And the letters in this dunya, uh, you know, the motion to, to dismiss a case, you have to hire someone to write it for you for $300 an hour. This letter, all it takes is that a person in the room when the lights are off and nobody else can see or nobody else can hear, that a person shed a tear for the sake of the Lord. And say, Ya Allah, you created me, I have nothing else other than you. So forgive me. That you love to forgive. So forgive me, dismiss the case against me. I'm not even, I'm not even trying to pr- protest my innocence. And uh, these, these nights, th- that's what it's for. Just do it. And the rest of it, inshallah, you enjoy the rest of your life. And you, know, you become the wonderful and beautiful and smart people who have high SAT scores and, and high uh, MCAT scores and become doctors and drive nice cars and all the other things that people want. Inshallah, all that stuff happens for you as well. But if it doesn't, if Allah Ta'ala dismisses the case against you, you'll still be okay. And if all that stuff happens and you're still going to end up getting convicted, it's just going to hurt all the much more. Uh, may Allah Ta'ala protect us from such an end. So I wanted to share the, the hikayah in the uh, Ma'arif al-Masnavi uh, that we've been reading from uh, about Luqman. Um, some of these stories are, I think, deliberately ambiguous is it talking about the talking about the character from the quran or a person with that name uh um i think some of these hikayat are are ambiguous there's a tradition where the stories come from but one of the things people like asked me in the past like for example the story with regards to the 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 disciple who fell in love with the uh uh, the maidservant of his sheikh and the sheikh made her take laxatives and this and someone asked me the hukum shara'i you know the legal ruling is it even like permissible to like put the woman through all that much difficulty and these are just stories these are not those that, that those people don't exist these are stories that are meant to teach uh, uh, teach lessons that may not be readily perceivable by a simple mind uh, without without uh, uh, you know being given concrete form and concrete uh, uh, examples so if someone who is shares the name Luqman with the Quranic Luqman alayhi salam, uh, if the story is the same person or not, uh, Mulana Rumi didn't make this book as a, a book of hadith. So it's possible he just used the same name uh, uh, or it's possible that he actually had some sort of ether that this is based on. And, uh, um, you know, I, I don't want to have suadhan of, of Mulana because um, he was a, an alim of the first rate. But, uh, uh, you know, if someone asked me this particular story, can you find it in the Athar? I probably would be unable to. And maybe maybe some of our more uh, learned mashayikh would be able to. But at any rate, the point is that the, the story is just a teaching story. So even if it's uh, the same Luqman or another person with the same name, um, take the lesson from it and then you can do the research later, inshallah. So it said that Luqman used to be in the, uh, uh, he used to be a slave of a rich man. And Sayyidina Luqman from the Quran also he was a slave, he was a herder, uh, he was a, an Abyssinian slave to uh, a, a, a man of Banu Israel, he himself was not from Banu Israel, 
uh, rather he was uh, he was a slave who was a pious man um, and uh, uh, and he would learn about the the Torah so much so that later on in his life when the Banu Israel learned about how pious he was and learned about how learned he was they actually turned him into a judge uh, and they they you know considered him to be one of their great ulama but he wasn't ethnically one of them he was just a slave uh, uh, in the beginning from of, of them so it says that Sayyidina Luqman used to be the slave of a rich man and he had such great for love for Allah and contact with him that it created with him high moral character and exemplary habits. This was a clear sign of his nobility and nearness to Allah. Uh, the details uh, 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 are therefore, with regards to his uh, high status, are described in the Quran. So Mulana Hakim Akhtar is giving this uh, tamheed, so he uh, obviously is of the opinion that the story is about him. So the nobility of Luqman alayhi salam, his character had great effect on his master. So much so that the master considered him a great friend and a beloved companion. That the master loved his slave. And this is, this is something that used to happen as well. Um, you know, not every, every you know, because when we think about slavery, we think about like, you know, people releasing the hounds and, uh, in, this, in the south and making people pick cotton and things like that. But uh, uh, the reality is, even if you detest the, the institution of slavery in the south, um, the reality is that people used to have, you know, they're hu- the slaves are humans, even though they didn't want to accept it. And the masters are humans. So people had complex uh, and very deep relationships sometimes. And obviously it doesn't justify... Uh, it doesn't justify uh, unlawfully enslaving people like they did in the South. But uh, that type of slavery never existed in the deen. Uh, not in our ummah nor in any other ummah where people were just enslaved because of their race or because of their color or something stupid like that. These are usually war captives or the descendants of war captives. So what happened is that this, this, the master uh, actually uh, grew to very fond of and, and grew to love Luqman because of his, his beautiful character. Although he was a master, yet in fact, the master also became like a slave to his employee in certain ways. It is the miracle of love that the king became the slave of his beloved. Even if the king loves somebody, then the king himself will be the king to everybody else and the slave of the beloved. It then became the practice of the master that whenever he had something special to eat, he would first feed Sayyidina Luqman and from it afterward, once Sayyidina Luqman had filled himself, he would eat the leftovers. Sayyidina Luqman would consider the love of the, uh, consider, uh, the, love of the master and his habit was that he would eat moderately uh, so that something was left over for his master to eat as well. And this is the way that the, the, the love of good people is, is that both people have concern for one another. It's not that one person completely, you know, bleeds himself out in the gutter for the other. And, uh, uh, you know, that type of parasitic uh, relationship, it's not like that. It's that people have concern for one another. That the sheikh should have concern for his disciples and the disciples should have concern for their sheikh. And teachers and students should have concern for one another. Friends should have concern for one another. Husband and wife should have concern for one another. Not that, oh, the sharia is your your duty to, you know, do this and do that for me and, you know, and not worry about how, what that effect on the other person is, whether it's the husband for the wife or the wife for the husband, both ways, both have responsibilities to each other and they should have considered, they should be considerate, considerate with one another. So one day during the season of uh, melon harvest, the master received a melon from somewhere at the time, uh, Luqman, uh, Sayyidina Luqman was not present. The master sent one of his other slaves to go and call him. 
uh, when uh, uh, Sayyidina Luqman arrived, the master cut the melon into slices and slice by slice started giving thereof to Sayyidina Luqman to eat. As he ate the slices, the master inwardly became pleased at the effect his love was having on Sayyidina Luqman. Sayyidina Luqman is eating the, the, the melon and uh, 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 is enjoying it. And the master uh, felt that, look, I'm cutting it for him and feeding it to him and I'm making him happy. And uh, uh, he, he was pleased at that, at that sight. Sayyidina Luqman ate the slices of melon with great pleasure and all the same time, all at the same time, expressed thanks for the favor shown to him by the master. After having eaten the slices, when just one slice remained, the master said, let me eat this slice and see how sweet the melon is. Saying this, he put the slice in his mouth and immediately such bitterness spread from the tip of his tongue down his throat that as a result, uh, he, he almost fell unconscious uh, because of, because of the, the, the extreme bitterness that, that, that he experienced from this, this awful uh, melon that he thought was sweet. When he uh, got his wits about him again, he questioned Sayyidina Luqman. He said, Oh, my beloved one, how did you manage to so heartily eat those slices of melon? This one slice of melon had such an effect on me uh, 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 that I, I almost fell. Uh, I, and uh, how were you able to uh, manage to eat so many slices on your own? Sayyidina Luqman replied, Oh, my master, from your hands I have received hundreds of gifts. The burden of thanks upon me is such that my back would go crooked by it. Hence I felt ashamed that the hand that granted me so many favors, if one day some distastefulness or bitterness should come to me, how can I turn away from it? O oh, Master, the pleasure of knowing that it comes from your hand has changed the bitterness of the melon into sweetness. This is what that he was he was concerned that he didn't want to hurt the master's feelings and the master in fact was so beloved to him that uh, just the fact that he gave it to him was enough to make him want to eat it and not uh, not show any displeasure and this is the you know this is the the, the sign of his complete and perfect perfect uh, uh, gratitude uh, to the master and so if this is a beautiful thing when a person does it one human being to another human being that does ihsan on them uh, Mulana is showing us a lesson with regards to how we should behave and what adab we should have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The tests, if he sends us something that's bitter, like a test, uh, you know, just like that melon which was bitter, if we, show, if we show our happiness and gratefulness to him, if the master would be happy with his slave upon learning that the slave was so courteous and so concerned about him, and if the slave was so happy that a, a kind master... Uh, even if he gave him one day a melon that wasn't the sweetest in the world, um, you know, if that slave, it's 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 beautiful for him to show his 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 shukr in such a way, then how much more beautiful is it uh, to Allah Taala to show that much shukr, and how much more happy would Allah Taala be with the slave if the slave were to show that type of shukr to Allah? Mawlana Hakim Akhtar Saab says, My spiritual uh, mentor and master, uh, Mawlana Shah uh, Abdul Ghani Pulpuri, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, may Allah Ta'ala fill his resting place with nur, used to relate this story with great pleasure and used to repeat the last couplet. While relating this story, he used to advise us thus, uh, he used to advise us thus, that at every moment there are numerous bounties and favors of Allah upon men. But if ever for a moment... Uh, some such incident takes place which brings with it a problem and outward 
uh, a cause for difficulty, man loses patience and fails to be grateful. On the other hand, there are those whom through the blessings and company of the people of Allah, Allah has granted a good understanding of matters of deen, so that when sorrows and difficulties touch them, they remain happy and pleased with Allah. At such time, they draw strength from their good understanding of deen and realize that this world is like a hospital and we are all like patients in it. There are times when the doctor gives the patient medicine uh, uh, that is sweet and at other time uh, 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 he feeds them uh, uh, medicine that's bitter. Right? It's not all medicine goes down the same way. Not all injections go down the same way. Not all drips go down the same way. Not all treatments go down the same way. It's easier to take a Tylenol than it is to get chemotherapy. Um, but some, you know, some sicknesses, you know, you, what you treat with a Tylenol, you're not going to treat with chemo and, you know, the diseases that require chemo Tylenol is not going to, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to uh, give you that same effect. And, uh, uh, you know, sometimes the medicine has, is, is, is different and, uh, you know, you need to show patience basically is what he's saying. Similarly, Allah is Al-Hakim, the All-Wise. And at the same time, He is Al-Hakim, uh, the Ruler. He is also Ar-Rahim, the Merciful One. Hence, whatever conditions are to befall us in accordance with Allah's predetermination, whether it brings out comfort or discomfort, all these are for our benefit and in our interest. And I add with the condition, with the condition that a person has faith. If a person has no faith, there's no promise that anything is in your best interest. Allah Ta'ala protect us. There are certain people who are created only to be the, the, the manifestation of Allah's anger. And uh, uh, Allah promises to safeguard all those who believe in Him. All those who have Iman in Him, He promises to sa safeguard them from, from that, most, uh, that most wretched of fates. The hadith teaches us that for some, from, for some slaves, a high rank has been determined. But sometimes that slave has not acquired the good deeds to reach such a high rank. Thus Allah causes him to become involved with some calamity which, if he accepts and bears patiently, he will be able to reach the high rank that, 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 he, uh, that was wished for him. Another hadith says, a believer is touched by fever, and while he suffers in this fever, his sins drop from him like, like leaves fall from a tree in autumn. Another hadith says, a thorn pricks a believer and he receives a reward for it. That even the prick of a thorn, none of it is a waste. All of it will, will benefit you uh, some way or another. Yet another hadith says, on the day of judgment, when in return for having suffered patiently in the face of calamities and misfortunes, rewards will be handed out, then every person who suffered calamities will wish that his skin had been cut to pieces with a pair of scissors, uh, and what a great reward he would have uh, uh, received on that day uh, had that happened. Allah Ta'ala protect us. Uh, Allah give us the reward without having to get our skin cut with scissors. Allah Ta'ala have mercy on us. Hence, a believer should remain pleased in times of misfortunes. In other words, there should be no complaints or objections from his tongue. He should at all times seek Allah's pardon and forgiveness for sins and pray for safety from calamity. O oh Allah, we are weak and do not possess the patience to bear the difficulty of calamities. Please, in your infinite mercy, change the calamity to safety. Uh, change the calamity to the safety of your pardon. We have been prohibited from praying for calamities and have been commanded to pray for safety and pardon. If we pray for calamities and misfortunes, it would be a sign from us of our bravery, while praying for safety and pardon are signs of our own admission of weakness, which is loved by Allah. 
It's a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Show your weakness in front of Allah Ta'ala. Show your toughness in front of His creation. <coughs> By all means, if somebody is, uh, you know, your enemy or even even your friends, show your strength in front of them. They'll make your enemies fear you and it will make the, those who love you, love you even more. But in front of Allah Ta'ala, don't, don't try to show your strength because no matter how much strength you have, it's not going to impress Him. Show him your weakness and he'll love you more. Uh, uh, just like the creation, the more weakness you show them, the more they'll detest you and treat you as despicable. O people, discard your show of strength and power. Adopt an attitude of crying and weeping before Allah. As Allah's mercy is directed toward crying and weakness, cry to Allah in humility so that you become cheerful and happy. So that without the smile on your lips, you remain happy within your heart with Allah. That, a th that thousands of smiles may be sacrificed for such a cheerfulness of the heart. If at all times there is safety and comfort, then a person's temperament which inclines toward worship Allah Ta'ala will move away from steadfastness. Without calamities and misfortunes, a feeling of humility and weakness is not created within a person. In a hadith Qudsi, Allah is reported to say, I am with those of broken hearts. Patience causes hearts to be broken as is bitter. A person suffering from sorrow or in desperate need calls upon Allah in humility, crying and weeping. Can a person making dua to Allah while in ease and comfort compare with him? The former person is in such a calamity which causes him to become nearer to Allah and develop a strong bond with Allah. The contact with him increased even further. The enmity of the creation became the cause of mercy. A certain saintly man said, while suffering and sorrow, the way toward Allah is traversed speedily. This is due to the fact that through sorrows and misfortunes, a feeling of weakness and humility and affliction is created in the heart. At such times, Allah's special communion is experienced. And Allah says in His book, Allah is verily with those who persevere with patience. This theme has been well expressed by the Sheikh Asghar, Asghar uh, Kandawi uh, uh, If you are sharing uh, This grief of mine Then why should I Grieve over that grief Meaning that he expressed it to Allah Ta'ala That the grief that I have If it's something that you have sympathy with Then why should I grieve over having that grief That the sympathy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala uh, uh, With the slave Is not a cause for grief Rather it's a cause of joy and if the the vehicle, outward vehicle for that joy is itself grief, then its reality is not grief at all. The conclusion to this discussion is that the life of this world consists of but a few days. Whether these days are of ease or comfort, or whether these days are of calamity and misfortune, they all shall shortly pass away. Hence, neither should one become overjoyed at these conditions of ease and comfort, nor complain and object in cases of difficulties and calamity. At times of ease and comfort, gratitude should be expressed, while in times of difficulty and calamity, there should be patience, acceptance, and surrender. If a person keeps the aims and objectives of life in front of him, he has found the solution for all problems. The main aim of this life is to attain the pleasure of Allah. That pleasure is only attained through following his path, obeying his laws, uh, and repenting for all shortcomings and sins, and seeking forgiveness for faults committed. Thus, if a person follows the sunnah, then whether the conditions of ease or conditions of calamity prevail, both these sets of conditions hold within them the means and the way toward Allah's pleasure. On the other hand, if one is not a follower of the sunnah, 
uh, uh, the conditions uh, of ease are of no benefit to a person. Sayyidina uh, Hazrat Mawlana Ashraf Ali Tanwi has said, Calamities and difficulties come over sinners as well as righteous ones. The calamity can be a punishment for evil deeds or a means for gaining more closeness to Allah Most High and an elevation of, of the rank of a person. Now, how would one make out the difference uh, whether something is a blessing or a punishment, whether the person is a righteous person or a sinful person, whether the person follows the sunnah uh, even in times of calamities or feels love for Allah and finds pleasure in Allah's decisions? If he gains more closeness to Allah and more humility, then know that he is a righteous one. On the other hand, the calamities which create in the heart uh, of a person feelings of darkness, solitude, and a feeling of being far from Allah uh, uh, through which a person does not feel inclined toward repentance or humility before him, uh, in fact finds rejection and complains of Allah, then you may understand that this misfortune is a punishment for evil deeds committed. In Surah An-Nur, the blessings of seeking forgiveness are enumerated. Through it, Allah sends down rain, grants beautiful gardens, and grants blessings in one's children. Mulana Rumi says, Rahimahullah, when you experience sorrow in the heart, Turn toward istighfar, seeking forgiveness from Allah. Sorrow comes through Allah's command, so neglect not good deeds, but in fact increase therein. When Allah wishes to shower His mercy on us, He creates in us the ability to incline toward weeping and humility. Hazrat Tanwi rahimullah ta'ala says that when he problems for some time, when he had a problem for some time, Understanding that Allah grants some devotees certain high rank through their spiritual efforts and exercises uh, uh, and through his mujahada uh, uh, is there. However, he also grants to others the same favor without them making any strenuous spiritual effort. So how is it logical that his mercy should tolerate that a true lover of his should subject himself to such strenuous ordeals? Hazrat Tanri struggled for quite some time to find a solution to this problem. He says that one day the solution dawned upon him. The answer was that if without effort all the stages and ranks were accessible to the devotees uh, and the, the travelers on the spiritual path, then there would be no appreciation for Allah's blessings. Hence, if there were no appreciation for these blessings, then there would be no continuation and progress of such uh, uh, blessings. Just as an increase of blessings is through gratitude as described in the Quran, just like that, uh, a loss of the blessings is there when gratitude is missing. Hazrat uh, 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 writes, Without struggle, there is no light of truth created in the heart, which is perceived through true faith and divine communion. If that perception was possible through reason alone, then there was no need for putting the self through such strenuous exercise. Uh, uh, This is, uh, sorry, Molana uh, Rumi, he asked a question. He says, why should the king of all intellect, who is all merciful, command such strenuous mujahada, that a person should struggle against themselves so strenuously? And he answers his own question by saying, without struggle, no light of the truth is created in the heart, which is perceived through true faith and divine communion. If that perception was possible through reason alone, then there was no need for putting the self to such strenuous exercise, meaning that this is something that has to be experienced through the heart. The knowledge of the mind is important and it's necessary for the salik to travel the path toward Allah Ta'ala, but it's not the entire, it's not the entire path. 
there's lessons that are learned in the mind. This is, these are lessons that need to be learned in the heart. Um, and without them, the heart is not going to be able to progress. Uh, the spirit is not going to be able to progress through the understanding of the mind alone. That's why people who read uh, a lot of books but have very little practical experience about real life, oftentimes uh, I find their, their company very irritating. Uh, whereas those people who have a lot of knowledge and they combine it with a lot of experience, uh, those people are the ones who know what they're talking about. Mulana uh, continues, Rahimahullah, uh, says, The amount of crying in humility and repentance a person does in times of sorrow and pressing need is much more than is possible in times of ease and comfort. In spite of that, a person should not wish for nor look forward to calamities. But what he should seek is safety from evil, and he should seek happiness and prosperity. But if from Allah's side some sorrow or calamity does befall one, one should not then become distressed and lose patience. Instead, one should understand that it is Allah's intention to make and formulate you, and through this formulation to increase you in your rank. Sorrow and calamities are also bounties from Allah, and in times of need the du'as come straight from the heart. The place of prostration becomes wet with tears, and one experiences the pleasure of making du'a, which in and of itself is a great blessing. In praying to Allah, the lovers have no other objective than to have the pleasure of whispering secretly in communion with Him. This secret talk is attained at the time of sorrow and weeping, and these sighs of crying and lamentation in His presence are well loved by Him. Molana says, I cry and weep before my beloved, for that appears well pleasing to Him. So the beloved and Him are capitalized, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I cry and weep before my beloved. For that appears well pleasing to him. And in both worlds our crying and sorrowful sighs are loved by him. Blessed is that eye that cries in the remembrance of the beloved. And blessed is that heart that is embroiled in his love. For as long as the baby does not cry, milk does not flow from the mother's breast. Which is interesting. an interesting, uh, uh, um, it's an interesting metaphor. Because I've been told by, uh, I've been told by, uh, uh, by by people who carry the knowledge of ancient Hebrew, that one of the names of Allah Taala in the in the in the Torah, uh, um, uh, uh, Shaddai is actually a thadi, meaning the 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 breast that gives milk. Uh, it's actually considered one of the divine names. It's a metaphor for the fadl and the bounty of Allah Taala. It says, as long as the baby does not cry, milk does not flow forth from the mother's breast, and as long as clouds do not shed raindrops, the garden does not become green. From the crying of the clouds, the garden becomes green and fertile. And as much as the cradle cries, that's much, or sorry, as much as the candle cries, meaning it, it's the melted wax drips down, so much does it increase in light. There where the tears flow, mercy prevails. And where water flows, greenery and fertility prevail. Allah equates the tears of the sinner in grief to the blood flowing from a martyr. Crying and weeping is a great wealth. And the mercy of Allah is a great blessing. The wealth of this world consists of gold and silver, but the capital in the sight of uh, uh, the capital in Allah's sight is love and two crying eyes. Mona Hakim after then uh, says, a saintly person once said, "O oh, my beloved, for the eyes to stay awake for anyone save you is a waste, and to cry over anyone's parting, saving being separated from you is useless." Although it is bitter to bear calamities and misfortunes with patience, it is still a wonderful medicine that brightens the devotee 
and the the travel on the spirit the traveler on the spiritual path the high ranks which were unattainable through years of spiritual exercises and rigors are speedily attained through patient perseverance for this reason it is essential that every traveler on the spiritual path or salik should consider the bitterness of patience as being sweet in view of the great bounty attainable through it it will only be a few days of difficulty and hardship thereafter it will be smiles and laughing all the way one gives only half a life in the effort but in exchange for half of this life the wahhab the great giver of bounties grants uh, an infinite number of lives allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on us allah ta'ala save us from tribulation and if he should test us may he give us the the patience from his own side that we don't have in order to be able to pass them and may he give us eyes that are moist with his uh, crying for him and tongues that are moist with his remembrance and hearts that are filled with his love wa sallallahu ta'ala ala rasulihi sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in